All right, everybody. Welcome in to a belated episode of the Upon Further Review podcast. It's been a little while. I'm your host, Taylor, a Twitter user, IC Mitchell, and I've got a special guest here tonight. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, go ahead. What up, guys? It's Trey uh, at Twitter at Smooth Shea, and uh, thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. It's going to be a little bit of an interesting episode. Um, we were hoping to get this one done a little bit sooner, but apparently uh, stuff went down for you. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, man. I, I won't go t- too deep into it on the pod, but long story short, my roommate stole a BMW i8 and then tried to blame it on me. So I was dealing with cops and phone calls and till about 5 a.m. the other night. So it's been kind of hectic the last few days. I'm not sitting here trying not to laugh. That is just so yeah. random. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. All right. But <laughs> anyway, James Harden. Oh, my gosh. Dude. What happened? Dude, I have I'm, – I'm, like, smiling right now thinking about, like, I, that was out of, like, last night when the whole John Well beef happened. I knew it was coming, like the trade, but I did not expect it to be. No, I, I didn't either. Like, I'm actually shocked they dealt him that fast. I know. That was so um, quick. So, to, to recap here, in case for some reason somebody listening hasn't heard what's happened yet, I would be shocked. But Yeah, um, living under a rock. Right. So, the Nets traded for James Harden. Um, a four-team trade. Nets get Harden. They sent four first-round picks, as well as four pick exchanges, to the Rockets. They sent Jared Jared Allen to the Cavaliers, Karis Levert to the Pacers, and that trade might have saved his life. By the way, um, yeah, and, that, was, uh, that was crazy. That that was insane. And yeah, uh, Victor Oladipo is now, and Victor Oladipo is now a Rocket. That is what man. When I when I saw like Karis LeVert thing, I the first thought in my head, I wonder if the Rockets knew because the trade didn't make sense to me at all. No, it didn't make any sense to me either. I was like, why would you not keep either LeVert or Allen? Like, do you really want an expiring Oladipo who's leaving from Miami yeah. this offseason? Like, what Jared Allen's what 20, 22, 23? Like he, he's a young guy. I would love to have Jared Allen in, on in Oklahoma City. I don't know the Rockets. I mean, it's almost like they're trying to avoid a rebuild. Getting all of Depot that was so odd to me. Like I, I still can't make sense of it. Well, well, he. I think they're going to have to deal all of Depot with at the deadline, or else they're oh, yeah. straight on going into a rebuild. Like, oh yeah. Un- unless your name is Christian Wood, I'm pretty sure you're not untouchable at the deadline. Oh yeah, anybody anybody on that rocket seems besides Christian Wood. Uh what's that uh what's what's that one dude's name? The 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 rookie they got, Jay Sean Tate. Apparently apparently Rockets fans like him a lot. Apparently I don't like, he's pretty good. I don't interact I don't interact with Rockets fans because they piss me off, so I don't know. Oh yeah. They're they're be- I mean, I bet you a lot of the ones that piss people off are probably Nets fans, and I probably followed James Harden. Oh no! I, I promise you, ninety-five percent of Rockets fans were Harden fans, and oh, most yeah. most of the real Houston fans are probably still there, and are ones yeah, that I yeah. actually like. 
Yeah, there was a lot of accounts that like, I didn't have respect for at all. It's like made me really mad. And they were like, yeah, I'm like, even though he left, I'm still rocking with the Rockets. I'm like, all right, you got my respect now. I respect that. Yeah, the, the real test of how true a fan you are is if you're willing to stay after your star player just F your franchise over like James Harden just did to Houston. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did, man. That was kind of that's kind of it's kind of messed up. Not gonna lie. I agree. Um, so, so we talked about Karis Levert, man. I, I really hope he's going to be okay. Yeah, um, I, I like the guy. He's good. I do too. He's really good. I think he could be a very good third piece for a team. Cough, cough. Utah, cough, cough. I wanted us to get him. Um, oh yeah, true. Yeah, that would be a good fit. I'm not gonna lie. That would be a good fit. I would love to see that. Yeah, I just hope that's not something cancerous. I really, really hope that's just. Yeah. Something they can go surgically remove, and he's going to be okay. Yeah, I uh, I saw that they said that like a lump or whatever. And that's the first thought. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's that might be cancer or something like that. That's just that's just unfortunate news for him and the Pacers. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Okay, so rank the teams in that trade from biggest winner to biggest loser. Okay. So, biggest winner to me is the Nets, even though they have a lot to work, a lot of work to do to get that lineup to being a championship team, in my opinion. I think Brooklyn is the big winner. Uh, Probably uh, the Rockets third, just because the picks and pick swaps. Uh, This might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to put Cleveland above Indiana. I feel like getting Jared Allen for that cheap was a big steal. And then I would put Indiana at four, considering the whole Karis LeVert thing. Like, they won the trade, but I feel like all the other other three teams got the better end of the deal than uh, the Pacers, considering the whole possibly cancerous lump deal that's going on. All right, all right. I, I respect that. I, I um, you know, I buy into the fact that James Harden and Kevin Durant is, besides maybe Anthony Davis and LeBron James, the best duo in the league, and it might be better than LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, oh, yeah. I-, I, I would argue that it might be, depending on how you look at James Harden compared to Anthony Davis, but... I honestly don't think that I honestly think that they were the losers in this trade, and I'll explain why. They obviously picked up a superstar player here, but my concern is they've now set themselves up with a two or three year window That's where they true. have to win a title, or this turns that into a true. Celtics trade two point zero, and they don't have any defense. Oh yeah, they are. I just watched them. They are bad. On like their defense is the worst I've seen in the league so far. That's what I'm saying. And like, serious question here. Besides maybe the 2016 Warriors, or it was one of those Warriors teams. Since like 1990, can you find me a team that didn't have a top 10 defense that ended up going and winning a title? Yeah. That's 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 true, man. You gotta have the like every every team that wins, it, they at least have one guy. It's like a defensive, you know, he's that guy for them. And the Nets just don't have that at all. Katie's a good defender, I guess, good rim protector, but that's not gonna be enough, you know, to 
carry to a title, I don't think. This is why I really like Philadelphia in the East this year, but we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so after Brooklyn, I think they were the biggest loser. Um, I'm putting Houston next just because you, you lose a player of that caliber. How can you really possibly be a winner? Yeah, that's um, true. I, I think they did pretty good getting Oladipo and four first-round picks plus four pick swaps. But yeah. I don't think you can really win trading James Harden. Oh, yeah. That's a big I, detriment for them. Yeah, it is. I would have put the Pacers first. Um, okay. Be, because they moved Oladipo's expiring for a very good young player in Levert, who I think plays really well next to Sabonis. That's true. That's true. But, and they got that second as well. I saw that today. Yes, they did. But that news today about that uh, lump really yeah. concerns me. But, oh, my. How did Cleveland get Jarrett Allen for I, Dante Exum in a second. I know, man. I tweeted that. I was like, the dark horse winner of this trade is definitely the Cavs. Because people sleep on Jared. Jared Allen is a dollar. I like Jared Allen. No, I love Jared Allen. Yeah. I I already liked him. But he just, after the way he played against us, he is a stud. They traded him for an injury-prone point guard and a second-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird to me. I was out like they could have, they could have, you know, held on to Jared Allen. I feel like I don't know why they they dealt him. I, no I don't idea. either. And they could use him right now. Like, oh, they need a center, and he's a great defender. Like that was one of that was one of the biggest pieces for them was Jared Allen, in my opinion. And they just dealt him off like for nothing, basically. No, I agree, and I'm I'm just the trade obviously makes sense in the fact that Brooklyn's getting a top seven, top five player. But yeah, yeah, I feel like they might have gotten the top seven, top five player and actually made themselves worse. Okay, that I probably I agree with you, but to me, I don't, I don't know. It, like I said, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase what I said. The big winners, if they can make the correct moves, would be the Nets. If they can make the correct moves, but right now, I probably agree with you. I don't. They're not. They're. 100% not in championship form right now. So, yeah, I can see why someone will put the Pacers and the Cavs over top of them for the, the winners of the trade, for sure. Yeah. Very, very rarely do you see a team trade for a player of that caliber and actually get worse. I think Brooklyn yeah. actually managed to do it. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. And who knows what the heck the locker room is going to be like, man. That's going to oh. be – Imagine when Kyrie comes back. Oh my gosh. Oh my oh my goodness. He's gonna be burning sage and all that. And James Harden gonna be eating wings in the corner. Jeez. <laughs> but, but can we talk about how all of that weight just magically fell off as soon as he was not in Houston? Dude, I I think he's one of those guys because you know like there, you know, sometimes everybody's body kind of does that. You know, if you if you wake up in the morning, you don't eat, you kind of look thinner, and then maybe by the end of the day you're bloated, you know. I feel like James Harden, one of those guys, like it just depends on when he eats, like what he looks like. I'm not even kidding. Dog might have had too many wings at the strip club the night before. <laughs> might have been. Might have been, dude. Far too many. <laughs> okay. So the Harden trade obviously makes things really interesting for several teams. Um how does this shake the league up, in your opinion? How does this help teams in the West? 
how does this affect teams in the East, and who do you have in the finals? Okay. So for the East, again, this is a big if. If the Nets can make the right moves and get the right guys around their big three, assuming Kyrie comes back, um, I think I tweeted this out. I think the Sixers, you know, again, big if. If the Nets pan out, the Sixers are going to really regret not trading for James Harden, which, again, big if, because their window's a lot larger than, than the Nets. But I feel like, you know, there were there were rumors about uh, maybe Joel and and uh, Simmons getting broken up, which I feel like was kind of stupid. That's way too early to break up after all the rebuilding they did. But you got to think if they kind of disappoint this season, they might explore that option again, like you know breaking them up. Like that's just how I feel. I don't know if you feel the same, but I think that's a real possibility for Philly this summer if they don't make something happen. You know, I actually agree with you. Um, Philly's a really interesting case to me. They yeah. came out. I thought they were going to be good. I didn't realize oh, they yeah. were going to be this good. Um, yeah, they are. They are impressive this year, man. And Bede and Simmons look locked in right now. Um, so does Tobias Harris. To, to be honest, that team scares me more than anybody else besides the Lakers right now. Like, I'm not even kidding. Oh, oh, I think it's clear cut. They're the second best team in the league right now, I think, personally. I agree 100%. That team scares me more than anybody else besides the Lakers. And the way they're playing right now, I don't think the Nets are beating them. The Nets are banking on the fact that they're going to score 140 every night and hold the opponent to 130. Yep, That is not a strategy that wins you a title. That's true. That's 100% true, dude. I I don't know. I think you're right. The Sixers have to get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals this season, or I think that one of the two is gone. And if that happens... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals at least, something's got to happen. Somebody's got to get moved. Because I don't think they'll run it back if they get bounced in the first, second round again. I can't see it. I don't either. If they if they play a competitive Eastern Conference Finals against the Nets and lose in seven, that's one thing. But yeah, I think this is really a do or die year for the Sixers. Um, I personally have them coming out of the East at this point, which is not exactly a uh, which is not exactly a bold prediction based okay. on the Nets' lack of defense. But yeah, I I would agree. I have them coming out of the East as well. I think I think I think you're exactly right. If the Sixers don't make a finals run and they end up losing to the Nets, they are going to regret not trading for James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But the I heard the Rockets asking price was insanely high. No, rightfully so. James Harden's James Harden, but they ask for a lot. No, they did. I'm pretty sure it was Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Tybal, and three first-round picks. And yeah, they, and I'm is... sorry, James James Harden's not worth that. Uh, yeah, he's he's good, but that's like mortgaging your whole future for us, like a, a window with Embiid and Harden, which Harden's a free agent summer after the next one. Or I think you're right. After this one, he's got two years left on his deal, including this one. I think. Yeah. So. Never know. Yeah, man. I, it, it, 
it's a tedious place they're sitting, but I don't know that you can trade two young pieces that have shown some real promise as well as an all-star defensive player of the year candidate with three first round picks. Yeah, that is now if the if the Rockets would have somehow pulled that off and Philly pulled the trigger, which obviously would never happen. That would be one of the best trades I've I've ever seen for Houston. Like that would be an amazing return, even as good as James Harden is. That would be amazing. I mean, the, the first round picks really wouldn't have been worth much. They're basically early seconds, but I yeah. agree. Getting Ben Simmons plus Maxi and Tybal back, that would have been unreal. Yeah. yeah, that would have been because those like those three guys, that's their future right there. Like besides outside of Shake Milton and Embiid, that's like that's your future for real. Oh, absolutely. Um, so obviously this has some huge implications for Philadelphia one way or the other. What are your thoughts on the other teams in the East? Okay, so another team in the East, um, kind of a dark horse for me, is the Celtics. Jalen Brown's playing amazing. I Obviously, it affects the whole East if they can make it the right moves. Again, it's a, it's a big if. Take it all with a grain of salt when I say all this, because if they don't make the right moves, the East, if I'm a Sixers, and they if the Nets don't make any moves to get better defensively and get deeper as a team, I'm not scared. I'm really not. No, I agree. At this point, if you can play enough defense to hold them to under 120, you're probably winning. Yeah, you're probably going to win. Exactly. All you got to do is play moderate defense, and you're you're probably going to win. <laughs> but, again, moderate defense against, in my opinion, probably the two best scorers in the league, Harden and Durant, because Durant's been playing out of his mind. And Harden just had thirty. He had thirty-two point triple double tonight, thirty-two, twelve, and fourteen in his debut and four steals. That's crazy. That's very, very good. But but you've got to realize that Simmons probably takes one of the two of them out of the game. So if you can contain the oh, other, yeah. it's probably not much of a contest. Yeah, I I think a big a big big thing that they're hinging on right now is if Kyrie wants to grow a sack or not, or if he's going to keep acting like he is. That's going to be huge. Obviously, it's going to be huge. You can have, to like, arguably a guy that can be argued as the best point guard in the league in Kyrie. I think James Harden is the best shooting guard in the league. And then Kevin Durant, when he's healthy, tops top small forward in the league easily. You have three guys that are arguably the best of their position on one team. Did so you just it, diss LeBron James like that? I did. I did. I'm not a LeBron guy, man. I'm Ooh. not. He's great. He's great. But KD, like scoring-wise, it's insane. I hate I KD. I but... was honestly not expecting that from you. I'm going to be completely honest. Yep. As much as I hate KD, man, you, like I'll admit, scoring-wise, when he's healthy, probably the most unguardable player in the world, in my opinion. LeBron stands. He dropped his at earlier in the podcast. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, for real. Was, I'm gonna be getting some hate. They already hate me. I'm always, I'm always cracking on old Bron Bron. But oh well, same old, same old. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay, so let's talk about the West now. Obviously, we've established that, and there might be another team or two you can argue. I don't think it's more than a three or a fourteen race in the East at this point. Is that is that yeah, fair? I, 
Yeah, that's definitely fair. Okay. I, I feel like outside of the Lakers, who are obviously the clear-cut title favorites at this point, um, outside of them, the West feels pretty wide open to me at this point. Oh, yeah. it's it's. I don't think there's a clear-cut second-best team in the West right now at all. I think the Lakers are definitely the best team in the league, best team in the West. But second, I I don't know. Right now, I cannot tell. What's it been, 12 games? I really cannot tell at this point. It's really hard to tell. Okay, so give me your top three contenders to knock the Lakers off. Okay. Um, top three contenders to take down the Lakers. Uh, one, uh, got to be Clippers. Uh, two, uh, it might not seem like it right now. I think the Nuggets are going to turn it around. And you got to think, they were one shot away, one Mason Plumley defensive collapse away from taking them to six last year. Like, if Mason Plumley picks up on that 80-game win like he's supposed to, that's going to six games. I, I'm, a, I'm a Nuggets guy. I have friends that are Nuggets fans. I watch them a lot. I have faith in the Nuggets. And uh, I have to go up to Utah Jazz, probably a sleeper to knock them off. I'll go with the Jazz, man. I've been watching you guys a little bit. Pretty, you guys look pretty good. You guys are playing some good basketball right now. I mean, in case anybody's curious, uh, 538's Raptor rating currently says that Mike Conley is the second-best player in the league by uh, offensive and defensive wins above replacement. So I'm just going to put that there. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until late, or until earlier this afternoon, but I'm putting that out there now. That's crazy. I did not know that. Wow. That's yeah, big. For, that's Jazz, that's the, big. The, that's huge. The Jazz yeah. currently have the, the two best players in the league in defensive wins above replacement. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. That's that's I did not know that. I did not know that at all. That just shocked that just rocked my world. I did not think I would not have put my kind. I would have not guessed him in a million years. That is insane, like actually. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought it either, to be completely honest with you. Um but speaking of Utah, I've got to go on a little bit of a tangent here because Let's most of my because most of my listenership is from Twitter, and I'm tired of the bullshit. So yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot of it on Twitter, man. <laughs> you don't beat Milwaukee by 13 on the road, and the Clippers on a second night of a back to back, and end up as the nine seed. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, my iPad went off. My bad. I feel like nah, the you... Jazz have a lot of sleep, like a lot of people sleeping on them, just because they got like again. I don't want to put salt in the wound, but you know, up three one on the Nuggets, who went to the West Conference Finals and beat the Clippers. Like people are sleeping on the Jazz. I feel like you're one game away from. I thought you guys could have beat the, the Clippers as well, honestly. Oh, absolutely. We play good against the Clippers every time we play them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at your guys' thing right now. So whenever you beat the, the Clippers by six, that was off of back-to-back mm-hmm. with, uh, the, with the Suns? We lost to the Suns the night before. Okay. Well, this, hey, I don't blame you for that, man. The Suns are tough. I've, I, I, I've messed with the Suns this year, for real. Yeah, I think the Suns are good. 
I just, yeah. I, I honestly understand that blowing a 3-1 lead is never a good thing. Yeah. But if you look at head-to-heads, we obviously didn't play great against the Nuggets last year. But I'm pretty sure that besides the Nuggets and besides the Lakers, we had a winning record against every other team that was in the Western Conference playoffs. Oh, yeah. I think I can't remember what the season I can't remember what the season series was last year between us, honestly. I really can't remember. That season was kind of a blur with the cancellation for me to be I honest. I think it I think it was two one us and then it was gonna be like the fourth game, and that was the night it got shut down. So Okay. Yeah. I knew I knew I I didn't think we had won the season series, but I wasn't completely sure. So no, I think it was some weird three-way tiebreaker that tossed us down to six because you, us, and Houston yeah, all finished with the same record. Oh, yeah. We were – oh, I forgot about that. We were all clumped up. Oh, man, I was really hoping you guys were going to take the five seed. I was really hoping you would. Like, seriously. No, because everybody wanted to play the Nuggets. That's the thing. I want I, – I did not want to play the Rockets because I knew – I knew our printer defense all year was really shaky – and I knew if we played the Rockets, they were going to light us up. I I figured we wouldn't take them to seven. I'm glad we did. Took them to seven right down to the last possession. I didn't want to get into it. But, man, I did not want to play the Rockets at all. You, you can, like, pull up my old tweets. I did not want to play Houston at all. And I don't blame you, to be completely honest. Yeah. Nobody wants to play James Harden in the first round. As somebody who's done that the last two years, nobody wants to do that. Nope. I, yep. He's taking us out two times in the first round now. And Westbrook's MVP season beat us in five games and then in seven last year. So, And the year in between, the Jazz beat you in six. Yep. Oh, it's been four years in a row now. People keep – oh, man. Being a Thunder fan on Twitter, first round, the most common thing. Oh, you've been a first round exit four years in a row. And, oh, you had three MVPs. Uh, you had three Hall of Famers, and they all left and you didn't win anything. The four, the three first round things, four first round things. I don't even like consider last year. Like, obviously, it's a first round exit, obviously, but I feel like that shouldn't even count because we weren't projected to be anywhere even close to the playoffs, and we took Houston to seven games right down to the last possession. Like that season, in my mind, was a win because we we ripped apart our roster, traded our three best players, Paul George, Westbrook. I think Jeremy Grant was better than Stephen Adams. And he's been balling out last year and this year, and we still made the playoffs as a five seed. So that was a win to me. And people still like to use oh four first round exits in a row, but I don't know. No, I I actually agree with you. That last season was a big win for you guys. I think the highlight of the entire year was Lou Dort clamping Harden in Game Seven and dropping thirty. That was amazing. I was so so hyped when he was when he got thirty, man. I was like, if we win this game, I'm going to buy this man's jersey right now. <laughs> I was ready to spend 140 bucks right there. Dude, he is on freaking real. People, people, people know about him. And, like, people think it's just a meme. Like, Thunder fans always hyping him up. Like, we don't have one nationally televised game this year. Not even, not even a single one. And uh, people think the whole Dort thing's like, just a meme, like a fluke. He is the best on-ball defender I've ever seen at that age. He's he's 20 years old. That is he's crazy how good he is on ball. Any guard in the league, I'm confident he could guard them pretty well. Any guard. 
I agree. And guess what? What? Harden can try to run, but he cannot escape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of memes saying Harden went to the East to get away from Dort. <laughs> that was everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best meme from this whole offseason instead of Horton here's a who here's a who was Harden fears a Lou. I was dead. <laughs> Whoever made that meme, that was amazing. When I saw it, I immediately saved it to my phone, man. That was the best meme I've seen on NBA Twitter, I think, probably ever, honestly. <laughs> no, dude, that meme was so good. Harden fears a Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. Yes, it was. Okay, but but real talk here. What are your thoughts about the Thunder so far this year? I haven't been following them as closely as I should. And I feel like if you're trying to tank, you're not doing a very good job. Oh, we're not. So, obviously, completely tear apart the roster uh, in the offseason. And uh, I, I, I knew we were going to be a little bit better than most people thought, you know, on a lot of websites before the season after a roster was set. Which, if you did, if you weren't paying attention, you probably you probably didn't see it. But we probably signed and cut about eleven guys. I had no idea what our roster was for like ten days straight. I had no idea. So we're just cutting and signing people over and over and over. But I knew we we're going to be a little bit better than most people had like expected us to. Which I mean, we're, we're six and six. Which I'll get to it in a second. But. We're six and six, and I want a tank. I want a good pick. I want Mobley or Jalen Green or, you know, Suggs or Cunningham. But the way the Thunder are winning their games is the way when you're rebuilding, that's the way you want to win. They're winning because of Shea, Dort, and Baisley. The only three veterans we have is Mike Muscala, Al Horford, and George Hill, which they've all been pretty good for us but they're not the ones that are, like, willing us and carrying us to win games, you know? Yeah, it's the young players that are getting you guys the wins. Yeah, and Twitter's kind of split. People are saying, you know, I would rather us start winning games and being able to win games and be competent right now with young guys instead of sucking and getting a good pick, which I agree with that. But at the same time, this draft is so loaded, I really, really want us to get a good pick. I really want us to get a good pick instead of, you know, maybe, maybe we win uh, maybe 30 to 40 games and just be like a play in team and then lose in the first round, maybe, or not even make the playoffs. And then, but the good thing is you said earlier about, you know, the James Harden trade affecting teams in the West. One of the biggest teams, the Rockets, their whole change of landscape right now is the Thunder. Because we had their picks, including this year's. The catch is, Houston has a top four protection on their pick this season. I'm on Tankathon right now. If the season ended today, obviously this isn't sure set, you know, with lottery odds. But the pick would be projected to be the seventh overall, which would be via Houston that would come to us. And we also have Miami's pick, which would be the 10th overall. Who'd have two top ten picks right now? So, Tanking isn't really do or die right now because we still have Houston. I'm banking Houston's going to be a really bad team. I don't think Victor Oladipo makes them much better than whenever they were before because Harden – I don't think Harden was trying. But I don't think Victor Oladipo's going to, you know, turn it around for them, you know? No, I totally agree for you. I think he's gone at the deadline. 
Yeah, I think I think he's off to Miami personally. Um, obviously, Miami's the most stingy team in the league. They wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for prime Michael Jordan, but they're gonna get some type of return for him. I just don't know what it's gonna be. He Twitter is so stupid. I, I'm oh, sorry. They're bad. They are the stingiest. Oh man, they're stingy. Like downright sting monsters, bro. Okay, hey, Twitter, here, here's one for you. I will give you prime Michael Jordan and three first-round picks for Tyler Hero. Do you accept it? My bet is no. Yeah, no. They're uh, they're ba- they're banking on Hero being a stud. He's good, but I like, come on. I'm sorry. He, he he's good. I've yeah. never seen one man get more overrated because of one playoff game. Oh yeah, he uh, he got a lot of he got a lot of fame over that that bubble run. Which you know, I'm a UK fan. I'm a I'm a hero guy, and uh, I love him. But it's almost to the point where I really can't root for him anymore because he's got so many Heat fans, and they're just like so annoying. Has that ever happened to you? You like a player, like their fan base just ruins it. Yes, all the time. Devin yeah. Booker and Phoenix fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, Phoenix fans are – they're actually really underrated for how toxic they are. Like, they're <laughs> Dude, bad. They are so bad. <laughs> yeah. You say the wrong thing, you set a fire. The Valley Boys come after you hard. Like, the Valley Boys come after you. I think I've, I think I've blocked, like, half of the leaders of Sun's Twitter. <laughs> I, I have, too. I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm right there with you, man. Shout out to Icy Book, who's, like, the one – Suns fan who's not a total toxic asshole. Yeah, I like Icy Book. I haven't I haven't interacted with him in a while though. I haven't, I haven't either. I follow him, but we haven't talked in a while either. But he's not toxic, which is probably yeah. why we haven't talked in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, half time I'm on Twitter, I'm I'm just messing with people. Like honestly. <laughs> like No, no, I, I totally hear you there. It's oh my gosh. It's fun. It's fun to get people pissed off at you. And, like, take it so seriously. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some people take think Twitter's a job, and it's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're full nine to five on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I think we talked about some specific teams now. Give me just some overall thoughts about the first two and a half, three weeks of the season here. Okay, so... My overall thoughts is uh, the Lakers are just as good as I expected them to be, probably even better. Um, you know, you, you just you come off a championship run, bubble or not, championship run, and you add the two best six men of the year, which Dennis Schroeder should have won, in my opinion. I won't get into it. Large market bias, you know how it is. And uh, you have the two best six men in the NBA, in my opinion, to that roster – uh, you also get Marcus Saw, you know, hurting or losing Dwight Howard and Avery Bradley, even though he wasn't there, that wasn't great for them. I feel like they were both could have been really good pieces if Bradley would have played in the bubble for him. But Marcus Saw, great pickup. Obviously, Montrez, Dennis Schroeder. So Lakers, really good, like scary good. Next team, 76ers. We already briefly touched on it. They've really. They've overcome my expectations of them this season. I knew they would be good. I had them as favorites winning the East at the start of the year, and they kind of ran with that, man. They 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 have blown me out of the water so far. Like, they look amazing. Um, Who else? 
Let's see. Um, Lamelo Ball. I'll, I'll go. I'll go off topic a little bit. Talk about a rookie. I really wanted OKC to trade to number two and get Lamelo Ball. I really, I really wanted them to. So I knew he was going to be good. And he's first in rookies in points and assists and steals. And I think is he first in rebounds as well? Maybe he might be. I, he's first in like four or five stats among rookies, which is he's only been two weeks, small sample size, but again, um, another team. I'll I'll kind of flip the script here. Teams that have been letdowns is uh, one the Washington Wizards. Super disappointing. Free free Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a Russ guy. I'll always love Russell Westbrook. I think he's going to retire in the in the in a Thunder uniform whenever that whenever that day does come. I feel like he'll be back. But I was expecting Russ and you know Beal to be really good, even though their defense I knew was going to be really bad. Uh, which it is. I just, I expect them to be better. I've watched them. I've watched them several times, and they just don't seem like they're they're clicking at all. I don't. I, I, have you watched them a whole lot? Yeah, you know, I haven't really watched them, but I knew it wasn't going to work. And you want to know why? Why? Bradley Beal is Walmart James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, I saw that a lot. People were like, so. Russ left Houston to go play with great value James Harden. That, that's it. He's like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a – I saw that a lot on Twitter. I, that's pretty funny. I'll give you that one. I, I think it's I think it's true, though. Like, no disrespect to Bradley Beal, but he and James yeah, Harden – Yeah, but, but he and James Harden are, like, very, very similar players. And if it didn't work in Houston, why was it going to work in Washington? Yeah. And Houston had a better, they had a better uh, supporting cast as well. Because well, they had you know, they had a more Smith developed they, they had a more developed supporting cast. I don't know if I call it better. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. I think I think Abdia is going to be really good. Have you watched? Have you seen much about him, Denny Abdia? I followed him a little bit. I, I don't watch teams that are two and nine. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I, I, I knew Dia was going to be good, but I just saw, like, I watched them, and, like, Ish Smith was getting, like, a bunch of minutes. And I don't think Thomas Bryan is that good. I know Wizards fans like him, but I just don't think they're that good. Honestly, the Wizards have just been the biggest disappointment. Them and the Nuggets. The Nuggets have been really disappointing, honestly. I won't even touch on the Nuggets because you go to the West Conference Finals, and then you just – I don't know what the record is right now, but I know they started out really rough. I'll look it up really fast. Let's see. I'll do the whole Western Conference. But that's that's just my my thoughts on the first start of the season, man. That's just a simple breakdown of what I've seen and what surprised me and what's disappointing. Okay, the Nuggets are six and six right now, which they've turned it around because they were I think they were like two and four or one and four to start the season, but still disappointing. I really I hope and pray that Jazz are on my killers tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jazz are the they're the three right now. I did not know that they were three. Wow! Only because the Clippers have played one more game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Half a game back of Clippers. I did not know you guys were on a four game win streak. I did not know that you guys were. So you started out. You started out four and four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 
See, that's kind of the last time I, I watched you guys. Um, I watched you guys off and on because I'm not going to lie. Whenever we played you and Donovan Mitchell with the go-ahead, I was so mad. I wanted to win that game so bad, man. Like, so bad. I don't blame you, to be completely honest. Um, we didn't deserve to win that game, and we did. Yeah. Yeah. You guys you guys definitely deserved it. Uh, our coach is still new. I like him, Mark Dagnalt, but he's uh, there's been some bumps in the road. That game was kind of one of them. The rotations he was playing just was not not sitting well with Thunder fans. I didn't uh, I didn't particularly like the rotation he started the fourth quarter with. I don't even think Shea was starting the fourth quarter, which is kind of normal. But he sat him for a long time. I've noticed that. I don't know if uh, Pressy's kind of in his ear telling him maybe play give this guy more and more minutes because I, I I think Presty wants to tank. I don't think Presty's uh happy with being six and six right now. At all, I want to see Poku minutes. He, I'll I'll say this: the start of the season, he looked bad. Like, did he play against you guys, or was he out for concussion protocol then? Because I think he was out against us. Okay, because he he hit his he hit his head on somebody's knee in practice, and he was out for a few games. But at the start, he looked bad, and when I say bad. He was on Shackton a fool. I don't know if you saw it. He, uh, because, you know, we, we got him 17th overall. We had pick 28 uh, from the Lakers, pick 25 from the Nuggets. And we traded 28, 25, and Ricky Rubio for 17 to get him, which I did not like then. I think that's a lot for a guy that's, because, you know, he's hit or miss, man. He's seven feet tall. He weighs 88 pounds. But, I guess when you have as many picks as the Thunder do, you can kind of gamble. Uh, it's not really going to hurt you, I guess, especially at pick 17. It's like it was pick five or something like that, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But he's he's picked it up a little bit. I think he had 10 points the other night off the bench. And uh, the thing with him is, you know, as long as he is, I was watching a game with my dad, and if you looked at him, you'd think he's only about six seven. Because the way he moves and the way he's able to like run the floor, but he's seven feet tall, and the way he's able to just hand the ball, um, handle the ball, and in the second rotation, a lot of times he's a ball handler in a pick and roll, which is seven feet tall, and he's a good passer as well. So there's a lot of upside, but his floor is just really low because of how skinny he is, and he's the youngest player in the league as well. So there's a lot of work to do, but I'm still hopeful that he'll be good. I think he very well could be. I uh, he's interesting to me because obviously he's not a he's not the kind of built of a build of a player that you expect to see as an NBA caliber player. But I feel like yeah. if he develops and can play some defense, he could end up being a nightmare for teams. Oh yeah, if he develops well, he's going to be the steal of the draft. I think. Big if, though. Big if. <laughs> I I agree. Um, okay. Uh, we very briefly touched on this. Give me some best fits for places that Bradley Bill should be traded to because we need to get that man out of Washington. Yeah. Uh, free Bradley Beal, man. I think a team that he could go to 
Uh, I think if Bradley Beal went to the Mavericks, the Mavericks would be on a completely different level. I think having Luka and having Bradley Beal would be insane. I don't know what kind of assets the Mavericks have. I don't know what kind of picks they have. I don't know what the Wizards asking price for Brad Beal is, if he's even on the market right now. But I feel like the Mavericks uh, could be a spot. And I've been hearing sprinklings of the Nuggets being in the mix for Bradley Beal as well. I honestly really hope not. Yeah, that would be scary. If the Nuggets got Bradley Beal, that would be that would be bad news for uh, teams, especially like the Jazz, man, because I feel like the Jazz and the Nuggets are pretty like neck and neck right now for their, you know, their kind of spot for being a contender. And I feel like if the Nuggets got Brad Beal, that would put them a step ahead of a lot of teams in the West right now. I think they might be better. I, I, I think that would put them as the second best team in the West. Oh, I think I think so too. Because they the Clippers, I don't think the Clippers were much better than the, the Nuggets last year. I thought the Clippers were good, but man, if the Nuggets got him, that would that they would definitely be over the Clippers. I, I agree with you. Anywhere but Denver or the Lakers works for me. Yeah. I'm hoping he stays in the East. I mean, playoff picture doesn't matter to me. But I want to see a good playoff. I want to see good playoffs this year. And the, obviously, Thunder are probably not going to be in the playoffs. But I want to see Brad Beal go to Miami, if I'm being 100% honest. I want to see him in Miami. I think he'd be an outstanding fit in Miami next to Jimmy Butler, actually. Yep. I mean, the, the Heat are going to offer the Wizards a bag of chips for him. You know what they do. But You want Tyler Harrow? Who knows? Maybe Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you uh, – yeah, best I can do is like Kendrick Nunn in a second. There you go. <laughs> Man, they're always trying to scam people. Pat Riley is – he's off one. <laughs> I like him, but – Yeah, I mean, if, if you can be stingy and win a title, if it works, man, it works. But, like, holy crap, I have never seen somebody overrate a – Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That that uh that playoff run is what made them so high on him. That's exactly what did it. I think uh, kind of after the draft, um, Westbrook after PG got uh, moved and Westbrook to Miami was was all across the league. People were saying that was going to happen, and uh, I don't know if they actually ever engaged in trade talks or not. But a lot of people were saying Tyler Hero could be in the deal, and then I heard some sources. Take that with a grain of salt against sources saying that the Heat were refusing to give up Tyler Hero to get Russell Westbrook, which in retrospect was a good move. But still, at the time, it was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I am. Um, I'm of the opinion that if your best player is only being rated the way he is because he looked good at the same time Jamal Murray was dropping 50 on the Jazz. It holds no bearing. Yeah. I Somebody came out and said something that a lot of guys that play like that in the bubble were kind of just – they didn't call it a fluke, but they called it something along the lines of like 
sort of a fluke. And I agree, man. The bubble, you know, people have different opinions. But, yeah, Jamal Murray's great. But what he did against the Nuggets and the Jazz, I don't – he's definitely not doing that on a Jazz uh, – an away game in Salt Lake City. No, he's not. It's not happening. Yeah, with, with fans, that's not happening. He did it because it was a bubble. That's the whole thing. It was a bubble, and that's why it happened. Yep, yep. He wanted uh, he wanted his girlfriend. He wanted to get out of the second round. He wanted uh, he wanted his girlfriend to come down to Orlando, man. <laughs> oh, we don't got to touch on that one too much. I assume you know what I'm talking about. Jamal Murray's uh, his lady. <laughs> one of the greatest things in like was that in February or March? I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember at this point. <laughs> that was so bad. I mean, <laughs> and then there was, and then, and then there was. Five hundred thousand like banger off of a uh, picture of a uh, what was it? One of those uh, suckers <laughs> with uh, with shower hair on. Oh, oh like, yeah! I found a leaked picture of Jamal Murray's pubes. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Again, <laughs> I'm a Jamal Murray dude. He's a UK guy, but I saw that and I was like, oh my! I would have just quit the league at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! People, man, he, he did have he did have some weird pubes though. I will I will say that. Oh man! All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening tonight. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please drop a comment of Harden fears Alu in <laughs> this far. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Spam it. Thanks again to my friend Trey for joining us tonight. Any last words you got? Thanks for having me on, man. It was, I had a blast, dude. It's fun. Glad we covered a lot of a lot of points yeah. in under an hour. Yeah, I tried to keep it a little bit concise. Yeah. Um. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. Uh, that's all for now. Peace out.